0: Chapter One of History of England in Words of One Syllable. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. History of England in Words of One Syllable by Helen W. Pearson. Chapter One England in the Old Times if you will look on the map of the world you will find far up at the left of the west half of it two isles that lie in the sea the large isle is known now as england and scotland the small one is ireland in the old times these isles lay there as they do now with the wild sea round them the men who had their homes there knew naught of the rest of the world and none knew of them the storms of years beat on the high white cliffs and the wild beasts had their lairs in the woods and the birds built in trees or reeds with no one to fright them a large part of the land was in woods and swamps there were no roads no streets not a bridge or a house to be seen the homes of these wild tribes were mere huts with roofs of straw They hid them in thick woods and made a ditch round them in a low wall of mud or the trunks of trees. They ate the flesh of their flocks for food, for they did not know how to raise corn or wheat. They knew how to weave the reeds that grew in their swamps, and they could make a coarse kind of cloth and a rude sort of ware out of the clay of the earth. From their rush work they made boats and put the skins of beasts on them to make them tight and strong. They had swords made from tin and a red oar, but these swords were of a queer shape and so soft that they could be bent with a hard blow. They had shields and spears. These spears they could jerk back by a long strip of the skin of some beast when they had thrown them at the foe on the butt end of their spears was a thing that made a noise to scare the steeds of their foes a group of their huts made a town their beds were made of skins of wild beasts spread on dry grass or leaves bowls of wood held their meat and they drank out of cups of wood or from the rude bowls of earth such as are shown to this day or from cow's horns in the cold months these men wore the skins of wild beasts for warmth. In the warm days they put on a coat of paint for clothes, which must have been cool and light. They were fond of a fine blue that they made from a plant known as woad, which grew in their woods. When clad in a suit of this, none could say that their clothes did not fit them. Their food was beef and deer, hares and wild birds and all that they could hunt or shoot they had milk to drink and knew how to make cheese they were brave in war and all cut up in small tribes each of which had a king of course they knew how to fight as all wild tribes do they were fond of the horse and knew how to break him in and train him in their fights they taught their steeds to stand still in all the din and noise they had a strange sort of war car in which they drove to the fights. Each of these held one man to drive and three to fight. The steeds that drew them had been taught so well that they would dash on the rough stones or through the woods and tread down the foe with their hoofs. There were sharp blades of swords like sides that stuck out from the wheels of these war cards on all sides. These would cut down all in their way. Then the steeds would stop while at full speed at a word from the one who drove them, and the men would leap down and deal out blows like hail with their swords, spring back to the car, and the steeds would rush off once more. The old Britons had not heard of the true god, but they had a faith of their own. They felt as all men do that there must be a god somewhere and as they found that the oak tree was one of the best trees in the wood, they thought God might be there. So they chose men to be their priests and to ask the gods to help them in the shade of the oaks. These priests were known as druids. They had long white beards and had fine white robes. They made the folks think that they were wise and had strange might. They wore what they said was a snake's egg in a gold case round their necks and the folks thought they could work charms they did know some cures for the sick made from plants that grew in the woods and they could make salves for burns or cuts they would not teach the folks how to use these things for they held them in this way the folks gave the druids part of all they had of food or skins of beasts or paint or tin for the cures they made. There is an odd plant which does not grow on the ground, but on the branch of a tree. It has a small white fruit. When this was found on an oak tree, and the fruit was ripe, the Druids would make a great feast, and all the folks would come to it. Then the most old of the Druid priests, all clad in white, with a white band round his head, would take a gold knife, and go up to the trees where this plant grew and cut it down while the rest sang songs but all their rites were not so free from blame as this one for it is known that they would slay men at times or put men and beasts in one cage and burn them these druids gave laws to the kings and in fact had the real strength and rule no one could write in those days and the druids made songs on what took place and taught them to the youth of the land those who made the songs had the name of bards these druids built great piles of stones where they held their rites part of which are seen at this day the one known as stonehenge is the most huge and strange the blocks are so large that we cannot see how that they were put there men could not move them and in those days they had not the means that we have now to lift up such a mass of stone at this time while the britons were in such a wild state there was a race by the name of romans who knew a great deal they were so wise and brave that they had made the whole of the known world their own they had a chief by the name of julius caesar who heard in gaul a great deal of the land with the white cliffs and of the brave tribes who dwelt there so he thought he would just go and win britain with the rest he set sail with a fleet of ships and a host of men he thought he could make short work of it but he did not find it so light a task for the britons were as brave and bold then as now and they fought so well that caesar was glad to make terms with them and go home much more wise than when he came the romans had found out that the britons were strong and well made and that the land was fine and that tin and rich ore lay in it they saw two shells by the seaside in which were the round white things which we call pearls of course they told tales at home of all they had seen and the folks there thought it would be a grand thing to get that land and make slaves of its folks and have all the tin and gold and pearls and all the rest of the good things to take to Rome. So in the spring Julius Caesar made a start once more for Britain. He brought more men and more ships, but though the Britons had such poor clothes and bad arms, they fought long and well ere they would give up a rood of their land. At last when the Romans had won a part of the land, they had to build strong walls to keep it. The Britons chose a chief who led them well and as napoleon said of them they did not know when they were beat for they rose and fought and fought and fell with their swords in their hands there was one brave chief of the britons by the name of Caractactus, who fought the romans in north wales but he lost the day and the foe took him and his wife and all his kin in chains to rome as they led him through the streets of rome he had the air of a king and the folks there felt their hearts grow kind at the sight so he was freed at last with all his dear ones and we hear no more of him but the romans won at last and they made the britons serve them they made them cut down the great trees and plant corn and dig the rich ores out of the earth or fish in the seas to find pearls for the grand roman dames but though the race were ground down for a time, they had a chance to learn much from the Romans. As they had to work for them and help them build, they found out that a house of stone or brick was more strong than their old huts. They found out, too, how to spin and weave the wool that grew on their sheep, and so they could have clothes to wear and not coats of paint. They saw the corn made into bread and learnt to like it, and they found that they could raise all sorts of good things from the ground if they would go to work and plant seeds and roots. But more than all the rest, the Romans built schools and had men to teach the young ones how to read and write. In time, some good men came in the Roman ships and taught the folk to serve the true God, and that they must love him and make his word the law of their lives. The Druids did all they could to put down this new faith, but in vain. The folk found out that all went on just as well, though the druids might curse them in their wrath. So they lost faith in the druids, and in the oaks and the plant that creeps on it. More than one church was built where the folk learned to pray to God. End of chapter 1